and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Flavia Munn, editor of Nursing Standard, and I'm here today with my colleague, Kimberly Hackett, senior news reporter. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Flavia. It's good to be here. Good to have you. So the topic of today's episode is writing a will. So, of course, writing a will is one of those things we all intend to do and then put off to a rainy day that often never comes. So this podcast is looking at some of the practicalities around writing a will. So Kimberly has been speaking to Daniel Price, who works for RCN Law, and also to Michelle Crisp, a nurse who's written a will. So Kimberly, what can nurses get out of this podcast? So this episode covers the things you need to know before you make the call to the solicitor and how the solicitor will guide you through the process of making a will. Also speaking to Michelle, she talks about her reasons for making a will and how it really put her mind at ease after having done so. Brilliant. Well, let's take a listen to the episode. Thank you, Daniel, for speaking with me. Writing wills is really important and I think it's important that nurses also have the opportunity to know as much information as possible. So can you kick things off by explaining why it's so important for nurses to make a will? Absolutely. I think nurses, families and and ultimately anybody, you know, can benefit from having a will in place. I think the primary benefit is the ability to set the agenda for, you know, the distribution of your assets after you've passed away, because the law doesn't necessarily provide for the distribution of you know your personal effects and your property in the manner that you'd expect it to or want it to depending on on you know your own individual circumstances and you know that that applies as i say to to not only nurses but to to all sections of society but there there are numerous reasons beyond distribution of assets including the appointment of individuals to deal with the administrative matters that are uh, often vast when when somebody passes away. Again, in a will, you'd select your chosen executor or executors, and it would be these people that would deal with, you know, closing of bank accounts, distribution of assets, and you know, sale of property, depending on what you have, essentially. But that that's the, the standout reason that comes to mind immediately as to why you should have a will in place. But there are there are others beyond that, you know, including if your estate is particularly large, there can be inheritance tax advice that should be sought and efficiency around the will writing process is important to make sure you're maximizing tax relief, but also you know, in in a, in a more simplistic sense, it can open doors for your loved ones after you've passed away in a much quicker timescale than if you didn't have a will in place. So, you know, many and varied reasons as to why. So uh, it's certainly something to explore. And what do you think nurses need to consider when making a will? For the most part, it will depend on, on their circumstances. But as you can imagine, you, you need to be thinking about who who's important to you your your family situation is going to be front and center but but i mean it t- generally takes care of itself you know your family circumstances who you want to receive certain things who you want to sort everything out having some contingencies in place it's not a pleasant thing to think about there's no great joy in doing this work i'm afraid but having a think about who would be you know potentially backup beneficiaries if your closest loved ones failed to survive you And when it comes to the actual planning portion of the will, if you're taking advice from a legal professional, such as a solicitor, you know, in in producing the will, being mindful going into that discussion as to 
you know, the extent of the assets that you have, their values to some extent, so that, you know, advice is leveled appropriately, you know, thinking about tax on that front to, to some extent. But yeah, I mean, they're the, the primary thoughts. I mean, if you have young children, obviously, you can name a guardian in the will. That's enormously important. So who you'd want to provide the, the care element for your children. So it's really triggered by circumstance. But I, I guess more than anything, it's about what the priorities are and who factors in to those priorities. And, and then obviously you can get guidance on how to structure that in the most efficient way. Now, I also spoke with paediatric oncology clinical nurse specialist Michelle Crisp about her reasons for writing a will. So let's hear what she has to say. Hello, Michelle. Thank you for speaking with Nursing Standard about writing a will. So why did you decide to write a will? I have previously written a will a long time ago, but my circumstances have changed and I was thinking of the future more because I was, I was actually having major surgery and I just thought it would be an important time to make sure my loved ones were provided for if I wasn't without being morbid, if I wasn't to make it during surgery. And also I was buying a new house. They were the main reasons why I thought I needed to rewrite my will. And how easy was it to do? Well, I um, had already contacted the solicitor that I was dealing with um, to sell my house and they made it seem to be a a big thing and was going to cost me an absolute fortune. And so I I went onto the RCN website and saw that there was a, if you contacted RCN Law, I could get help with writing wills via them. So I sent them an email and within the next day I was contacted back by their solicitor and they were so helpful. Within two weeks, I'd had my a virtual meeting with one of the solicitors. All my needs were met and all the paperwork gone through. And it, it was done and dusted and it was a fraction of the price. And I felt like it was a really a good service provided. And now that you have that done, how do you feel in yourself? Oh, it's a big weight off my mind because I, I know that I've done what, my, what I wanted, what my wishes were for if if anything was to happen to me you know they're all written down in paper legally now and you know I just feel at peace and actually I've had my operation and I've come through it the other side so I think we all take life for a bit for granted and think you know we'll do it tomorrow we'll do our will tomorrow um, and tomorrow might never come for some of us it was just so easy I, I, I can't praise them enough really it's nice to hear that all went well with your operation. Thank you. Um, And what advice would you give to other nurses thinking about making a will? Well, the solicitor that I spoke to went through all the main things, but I think if you were going to do some preparation beforehand, you need to sort of have planned in your head who you want to speak on your behalf if you're not there. So make sure that you have an executor of your will. And I just obviously chose, I chose my sister and my best friend. They'll make sure, you know, if anything happens to me, that my my wishes are, are, are done legally. And then I just went through... The things that I think are important, some of my little keepsakes that I know will remind people of me um, and big things like sorting out my finances. For example, I don't have a proper legal next of kin. So who's going to get the house? Who's going to get my car? Who'll get my estate? So I just think it's just important. Otherwise, my finances would just go into a void of a black hole and never be seen again. So, yeah, I just... 
I, I think it was a really important thing for me to do at the time, but I probably should have done it a long time ago. But now it's all done, you can put it away safely yes. and, and not have to think about it. No, exactly. And and the RCN keep it now um, forever. So if I need to make any changes, I just need to contact them and they'll make any changes, uh, you know, if they're big ones anyway. And back to you, Daniel. Can you explain some of the practicalities of making a will? Will writing is unregulated work. So in principle, you can draft your own will. Now, as a solicitor, I've got a vested interest in saying you probably shouldn't uh, stray too far down that avenue because as much as it is possible, it doesn't take an awful lot for problems to arise after you've passed away if the will has a misplaced dot or, or, or a T isn't crossed appropriately. It happens all too often. So, you know, a solicitor would be a very good starting point for members of the Royal College of Nursing. There is a service to them uh, under RCN law, will writing and advice, most importantly, and it doesn't cost a thing to give us a call and to just get the advice uh, in the first instance. And again, applies to non-members in honesty too. So solicitors are, are a good starting point, particularly if you have property. You can purchase a kit in WH Smith or any of these sorts of places. The banks and these places will provide these services. But off the shelf can work and, and is better than not having a will in place. But again, if you, you have a situation where, for example, you cohabit with your partner, but you're not married, you know, th there is advice to be sought. If you're looking, if your children are, are minors, having sort of certain trusts in place in the will can prove beneficial. And I would say, you know, speaking to a solicitor would be the, the, the most, would certainly be the safest approach to take when planning these things. And what about the cost of wills? You know, roughly how much would a nurse be looking to spend? Well, I can speak for the uh, the RCN pricing structure, and it it is it's tiered. So obviously, if your um, if your affairs are complicated, could be a little higher than the starting cost. But but then again, you know, it'd be a case of you know, the advice would be provided to you as part of that. But the basic single will for an individual starts at ninety six pounds, and for married couples or, or partners, again, basic mirror will package is one hundred and twenty pounds. So, yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the, the charges to our, our members and, um, you know, fairly representative of, of, of the market rate, I'd have thought, if, if not on the slightly lower side, perhaps. But, you know, always encouraging people to, to shop around to some extent, but certainly keep in mind, you know, you get what you pay for to that end as well when you get in, getting the advice. But no, it's, uh, it's certainly for a, a single person in that territory of just short of £100. How long does it take to make a will? Well, you know what, we, we generally set up a phone call with uh, a prospective client initially. So uh, maybe a, a quick phone call to start with to introduce the service. And then we send out a questionnaire and that questionnaire will, will give us a lot of the content. So we review the questionnaire, maybe have, you know, we'll set aside an hour on a phone call. Generally, 45 minutes or so tends to be where, where we're coming in at. And Honestly, after that, we're usually in a position where we can get the will out. I mean, if there are complicating factors, we'll provide advice before we get anything started. But in terms of minimum touch with ourselves, it can be less than an hour in some instances. We don't tend to take any shortcuts, as you can imagine. But an hour is, is very much, uh, you know, a good indicator, I would say, for, for the average uh, 
all contact and uh, and and time spent would would reflect. I mean, obviously each client would have to prepare those questionnaires, which we don't see. We get the benefit of having all that lovely information and all the spe correctly spelled names and, and addresses. But yeah, I mean, there's a, a larger thought process, but from an advice perspective, you know, an hour is, is typical. So they'd speak to you for about an hour, but prior to that, would they have to fill out some forms? Yeah, like I said, the, the, the questionnaire, document is is a big is a big part of our will writing process and it gets the in this instance the nurses thinking about it, it prompts them to think about the various points that we will not only need to produce the will but that they will need to consider to get the most out of the will so you know again a, a nudge in the direction of executors and guardians if you have children and it prompts you know preferred uh, beneficiaries and and again even asks about your assets and I suppose when you're thinking about the time spent, you're considering these things, it's a reflex to write your family's names down. That's not going to take you too long at all, but perhaps getting ideas of valuations of your property. You don't need to go and get anybody in. You can do a quick review on Zoopla or one of these websites. It can be an estimation, but that's where the time is spent sort of privately is just collecting that information. And then after that telephone meeting that they've had with you, then what happens? So after that meeting, we will, uh, if we have sufficient info and obviously the, the, the authority of the client to do so, we'll produce the wills, draft the wills and, and send them out by post uh, for, for approval. Essentially, the wills come with a guide as to how you can get them signed, because obviously we are not providing a service at, at all times that is face to face. It's often done by telephone. As long as the will has been reviewed, we're obviously available to discuss the content that's been provided in another phone call. But yeah, the will comes in signed. We make sure it's signed appropriately and then, you know, get copies back out to the client or the original, depending on the instruction. But I mean, that really is it. There's no uh, long term relationship necessarily. It's a case of getting all the info from the client, taking their lead, giving them the advice that they require, obviously, but getting in black and white what those important uh, decisions are that they've made. Where do you recommend they store the will? We have safe storage as part mm. of our service. And you know, I, I recommend the use of, if it's not RCN law and it's some other solicitor, if they have a storage facility, the benefit is obviously fireproof, floodproof, and, and, and somebody else has eyes on it uh, as such. But not everybody takes it up. You know, if you've got your own uh, private facility that you use at home, maybe your own safe, then that's obviously fine as well. And I think banks will probably provide services of that nature too. And and there are private companies that uh, that provide for storage. But generally, I think, you know, obviously subject to the terms of each provider of these services, you find that storage of the will is included within the fixed fee for the production of the document, certainly is with RCN. Would you like to add anything else? I mean, the only things that, that come to mind immediately, and they're the, the, the questions that we're often asked, or the, the, the clients that are most surprised by the advice when they come to us, and, and I touched on it to an extent, but couples who are not married, the law absolutely gives you no protection. So that's very important. If you have children from previous relationships, very important that you put a will in place and take the appropriate advice as to how you can protect your respective families. And again, I mean, if, if there are vulnerable beneficiaries, if you have business assets, if you have assets outside of the UK, all of these things are real sort of trigger points, but shouldn't overlook the fact that generally anybody with property and certainly anybody with children and dependents 
you know, th there's real cause to, to explore this. You've done it once, you can sort of put it away and forget that it's done and rest at ease, that it's all resolved. Thank you, Daniel. That was really helpful. And Michelle, if you were speaking to a nurse now, if you could give them a few words of encouragement about writing a will, what would you say? Well, I knew nothing about the legal process, so they made it very easy to understand. The process was very easy. It was very affordable. And yes, yeah, just a massive weight off my mind now. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Just wanted to add that the cost of it, you know, some solicitors were charging up to sort of four or five hundred pounds for doing a will. And, and apparently mine was very straightforward and mine just cost 80 pounds and with a VAT of 20 percent. It's a fraction of a price of a high street solicitor. I think, you know, affordable for us. Yeah, that's a huge difference. I mean, yeah. we, all, we know that, you know, nurses have historically been underpaid. Yes. And to have to pay £400 for a will when you can do the same thing for £80, I mean, that's a massive difference massive. to your finances. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, no, I was very glad that I looked on the RCN that afternoon and, and found that. It was, it was very good. Well, thanks very much for the discussion, Kimberly, And thanks also to Daniel and Michelle. So anyone who's looking for further information about writing a will can simply Google RCN Law and you should find that at the top of the Google search. And also all the resources connected to this episode will be in the show notes and also at rcni.com forward slash podcast, where you can also catch up on the podcast series so far. And as always, please do rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because it helps other people to find us. And also we'd love to get your feedback. So thank you very much for listening.